0: Broadcasting live to New York, Bloomberg 1130, to Washington, D.C., Bloomberg 991, to Boston,
1: Bloomberg 1200, to San Francisco, Bloomberg 960, to the country, Sirius XM Channel 119, and around the globe, the Bloomberg Radio Plus app and Bloomberg.com. This is Bloomberg Surveillance.
2: Good morning. It is 730 on Wall Street. I'm Michael McKee, along with Tom Keen. We're two hours away from the opening of trading today with futures flat on the day. Here's some of the news you need to know from American companies. Home Depot, fourth quarter earnings per share, $1.17, better than the estimate of $1.10, revenue of $20.98 better than the $20.4 consensus forecast. Home Depot shares up by, uh, at this point, 2.6% uh in early trading Western Digital plans to buy SanDisk for about 19 billion in cash and shares Western Digital will pay 67.50 a share in cash and just under a quarter of a share Western Digital shares down by 6.7% SanDisk shares off 4.7 United Technologies says it walked away from preliminary talks about a merger with Honeywell due in part to concerns that a deal wouldn't win approval from antitrust authorities. Honeywell last week offering $108 a share for United Technologies. And Microsoft co-founder Bill Gates siding with the government in its dispute over Apple's refusal to break into a terrorist iPhone. That according to the Financial Times. Gates will be with us in about 30 minutes here on Bloomberg Surveillance. Now let's check in with John Tucker got the
3: latest world and national headlines. John? And good morning, Michael. Poll show Donald Trump poised to win his third consecutive Republican presidential nominating contest tonight. When Nevada holds its caucuses, low participation and electoral system that rewards political insiders could diminish the magnitude of any victory. Latest Quinnipiac poll has Donald Trump leading Ohio Governor John Kasich 31 to 26 percent among the state's likely Republican presidential primary voters. Winning his home state's March 15th primary is critical to Kasich's A presidential bid. And uh, members of Congress trying to head off a New Jersey transit strike authorized for March 13th. The last time New Jersey railroad employees walked off the job was 33 years ago. It displaced Manhattan commuters. They turned to fill in charter buses for more than a month. Global News, 24 hours a day. Powered by our 2,400 journalists in more than 150 news bureaus around the world. I'm John Tucker. Michael. Time now for
2: the Ray Catino Auto Group Bloomberg NBC Sports Update with John Stashauer. John.
0: All right, Mike, things going from bad to worse for the Knicks, who had a little over a month ago were 500 trying to make the playoffs. They're 2 and 12 since. They've lost six straight at home. Only Brooklyn and Philadelphia are behind them in the East. Last night, Toronto won the second quarter 31 to 15 and won the game 122 to 95. Knicks coach Kurt Rambis watched the Raptors shoot 53%.
2: It takes five guys to stop the ball. It's not just the two guys involved intimately in the pick and roll, it takes all five guys. And if, if we can't get all five guys engaged, one guy, one guy makes a mistake. That's all, that's all a a good offensive team needs. Knicks
0: visit Indiana tomorrow. Nets visit Portland tonight to start a nine game road trip. Golden State last night won at Atlanta. The Warriors 50 and five, fastest ever to 50 wins. Rangers visit the slumping Devils tonight. College hoops Miami beat third ranked Virginia. Locally, Iona. Blew a 25-point lead, but still won at Siena, 87-81. Antonio Cromartie's second stint as a Jets cornerback is over. Released one season into a four-year contract. He was a disappointment in the Jets secondary. It saves them $8 million on the salary cap. With the Bloomberg NBC Sports Update, I'm John Stashe.
2: Thank you, John. As we mentioned, futures at the moment are basically flat with oil prices now higher on the day. West Texas up by a tenth of a percent. Brent crude up eight-tenths of a percent. You're listening to Bloomberg Surveillance. This is Bloomberg Radio Worldwide. Welcome back to Surveillance. I'm Michael McKee along with Tom Keen on a day where... We aren't certain where markets are going to open. S&P futures unchanged at the moment. Dow e-mini futures are up just six points. That's less than a tenth of a percent. NASDAQ futures, the only clear direction at the moment, off seven points. That is uh, almost two tenths of a percent, although they have paired their losses as well. The stock 600 off by a point right now, two tenths of a percent. The Bloomberg NJIT STEM report is brought to you by New Jersey Institute of Technology, partnering with government and industry to apply the university's world-class research assets to innovate and spur economic growth. Learn more at njit.edu. Here's Bob Moon. Michael, thanks very much. And at 7.35 on Wall Street, here's what's making news in science, technology, engineering, and math. Microsoft co-founder Bill Gates is backing the government in that dispute with Apple over a terrorist iPhone. Industry leaders are generally siding with Apple, which is refusing a court order to help the FBI break into the device. Gates tells the Financial Times the government order is really no different than asking for bank and telephone records. Apple has warned the order creates a dangerous precedent. And a reminder, please join us at 8 a.m. Wall Street time when we speak to Bill and Melinda Gates on both Bloomberg Radio and Television. And that is this morning's Bloomberg NJIT STEM Report. Bob Moon, thank you very much. Well, we raised a question yesterday with Lisa Abramowitz about the exposure of banks to the energy sector, and there was some question about just how bad things might get. Gerard Cassidy of RBC Capital Markets, our old friend, has actually been looking into this, and he has some numbers on it all. And I might start by noting, Gerard, I I think you're attending J.P. Morgan's Investor Day today, the bank putting out a statement suggesting that if oil prices stay about where they are – uh, it would mean 750 million dollars in additional reserves for them if they drop to 25 dollars. It's one and a half billion, which sounds like a lot of money. But in the context of these big banks, the energy exposure you write aren't that bad. Isn't that bad?
1: That's correct, Mike. When you, especially uh, specifically, if you look at J P Morgan. We have to put it in the context of their earnings last year. They earned $24 billion. So even if they were to see oil prices go to 25, I think it's very manageable. And that's true for the top 20 banks. When we look at the exposure for the top 20 banks, as a percentage of total loans, it's about 5.5%. So it's very manageable, even at these very low prices.
2: Now, uh, the rest of the banks, uh, that's been it, we've had this sell-off this year because people are concerned that the banking industry could blow up over oil prices, especially when we get to the March resets on loans to some of these energy companies that may not be able to make it go at 25 to $30 oil.
1: No, I think that's contributed to the sell-off. I, I would agree with you. Unfortunately, we think it's a little misplaced. I, I, I would be more concerned about the Fed not raising Fed fund rates this year, which I think has been the main contributor to the sell-off than I would about the energy concerns, because we're not expecting any deprecation of book value, suggesting losses that would reduce your book value. This is really different than the 1980s when the exposure to energy was much greater, and we lost nine out of the ten largest banks in Texas due to the drop in oil prices.
2: Are we going to lose any banks, even smaller banks?
1: That's an interesting question, Mike, because there's a possibility the smaller banks that are physically located in Texas, in Houston or Midland, that have commercial real estate loans on top of oil loans, those are the vulnerable ones. But at this point, it's too early to say that. But clearly, the smaller banks would be far more vulnerable because of the commercial real estate exposure than just energy exposure.
2: But you say we should worry more about Janet Yellen sitting on her hands.
1: I think that's the real issue here. And if we see the U.S. economy gaining some strength in the spring with the housing market, and there's a nascent pickup in manufacturing in the last 30 days, if that starts to accelerate even further because of the strength of the auto industry, and the Fed decides to move come June, nobody expects a March move. That would be a real positive for the bank
2: stocks. Before I let you go, JP Morgan, ahead of Investor Day, has released a set of slides and a statement uh, basically suggesting. Suggesting that, as usual, things are just fine over at Fortress Diamond. Uh, They're forecasting a 14 to 15% return on tangible common equity over a three year profit outlook. Um, What do you think of what they are saying this morning so far?
1: Uh, What they've released in their slide deck is very impressive. They tell you that they have shown the best growth amongst our biggest banks. And most importantly, what drives value for the stocks, all stocks, not just J.P. Morgan, is the growth in tangible book value. And they demonstrate with their uh, numbers how they have been a leading creator of tangible book value growth. And I expect that to continue because of the strength of that management team and the position that their businesses are in, not only here in the U.S., but around the globe.
2: Interesting. Uh, Jamie Dimon suggests they're going to focus on uh, still cutting expenses.
1: Uh, Mike, that is still... a huge issue for the industry, particularly even if the Fed raises rates once or twice this year. We need to see a number of branches shut down in this industry as technology and the digital channel is making huge advances in delivering retail product. And I think this is going to lead to bigger consolidation in 2017 as well.
2: Gerard Cassidy, RBC Capital Markets, thank you very much for joining us. Uh, we'll let you get over to... Uh, Talk with Mr. Diamond and company and uh, see what else you can learn. Have you back soon here on Bloomberg Surveillance. J.P. Morgan shares um, just beginning to trade in pre-market down by about half a percent uh, right now, $58.30. No uh, significant movement. They were up 1.3 percent yesterday uh, on the day. Uh, as we continue to monitor futures markets, generally flat S&P. Dow uh, futures are flat right now. NASDAQ futures off by a tenth of a percent. This is Bloomberg Radio. Bloomberg Surveillance brought to you by your Mercedes-Benz Tri-State dealer. When it comes to winter elements, put your best four wheels forward with Mercedes-Benz formatic all-wheel drive. Visit your Mercedes-Benz Tri-State dealer for a test drive today.